Okay, coach. I want to, you know, everybody knows, hopefully by now, I have genius communication, you have SOAR. Tell us something people don't know about you, coach. Ooh. Mm, I might put him in an uncomfortable seat. <laughs> well, which, <laughs> I could think of a few things, but let's try this. When I came to Clovis, in terms of like my hunting experience, knowledge of Firearms, aside from that, what you get in your basic military training, mm-hmm. um, I was a blank sheet of paper. Mm. I mm-hmm. mean, I couldn't tell you the difference between a cartridge and a bullet. <clears throat> um, you know, I didn't know anything about the world, the real world of firearms, firearms training, hunting gear, and all of these types of things. I just, I didn't. And I remember... Um, driving from Riodoso, and I saw this big old mossy oak sign, and it was uh, for the sale of homes. Okay. But they have this huge bull elk on it. And I remember looking at it, and I used to think, wow, man, I would just really love to do that. And now here I am today. Doing it. Right. Which is a great, very smart answer for what we're going to discuss today, Coach. <laughs> yeah, because the other one, I don't know if I could have said it, but I could have. But I might have women chasing me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have an interesting little fact about me, other than the fact that I make my clients money. And that is, Lots of money. Uh, I have a higher percentage of Neanderthal in my DNA, Coach, than most humans. <laughs> Well, I know you can raise hell, but it's like, okay, then. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm like, what does that even mean? I'm still trying to grasp it, but that's okay, you know, because there's some things that just will come to you at another time, right? <laughs> well, if anybody ever figures it out, please contact us, which that will be in the show notes. Don't upset this woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I got a story for you to tell. Soon, Coach. Yeah. We ha- we have a side we don't usually like people to see. Nope. And I had to whip that sucker out the other day and handle <laughs> my business. But, uh, you know, this, this podcast is like one of my favorite things to do. And it's, you know, healing community, healing business. It's all, you know, really, I guess you could say that we work on the intangibles because health always comes from the inside. Yes, it does. And we want people to have things and ideas and uh, some tools, you know, a lot of the tools we do in our coaching intensive, um, that the doors are about to open both in person and mm-hmm. online uh, for that. But uh, we do like to give you, you know, everybody something that they can apply. And I've been wanting to do this topic for a long time. And you really did introduce, you know, the, the hunting and being a, a novice as far as what that looks like. Not to mention you having to learn to shoot with your left hand, which you might get into, oh, yeah. you know, your right hand. Uh, dominant, but uh, and that is a topic of mastery. And I think, you know, for a community, for a business, as an individual, understanding the process of mastery will help so much. Whether you're like, let's say you're a community that maybe is rebranding and going a different Mm -hmm. direction, or you're a business that's Mm -hmm. just starting out, Mm -hmm. or maybe you just got married, Mm -hmm. or you have learned a profession and you're just getting started. This is going to help everybody, what we're going to talk about. 
Absolutely. So you want me to dive in on the... Yeah, go right ahead. Dive in. So there's actually four stages. Personally, I believe there's five stages, um, but most people only talk about four stages of mastery. So I'm going to give those right off the bat and then a brief, you know, summary statement, and then maybe we can have some examples. So you're talking about the methods by which we learn information? Is that what you're getting ready to get into? I call it the journey of mastery. Okay. And it's... Mm -hmm. It's a journey of like ups and downs, you know? So you have like the first, you know, part where you're like in the dream stage where you've got what you want to pursue, you know, whether it's uh, hunting, whether it's a new business. So I learned this when I was developing Genius Communication and I had the dream of this business will fund the intangibles. Right. Okay. You know, this is, this is my life's work and you have excitement, right? Right. Well, you also have what's called unconscious incompetence. Mm. So you don't know that you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) That's right. You don't know what you don't know. And it's kind of like a trick. You know, I guess you could say of the universe or, you know, whatever you want to label it, that the fact that you don't know what you don't know doesn't bother you. Because you are clueless. You have no idea. <laughs> you just have a dream and it's been wired with emotion, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so you start off and not too far in your journey, you realize that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Now you're in what's called conscious incompetence. Yeah. You know that you don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this is where a lot of people quit. Yes, it is. Because now you're in the place where you got to acquire skill, you got to acquire knowledge. If you can find a mentor, you will actually accelerate your progress Mm -hmm. to mastery big time. But what I have found, Coach, the reason a lot of people quit in this realm is ego, which we'll Mm. get into. Mm. But ego gets in the way at this this place, and a lot of times they quit, or obstacles that Mm -hmm. they didn't foresee. Yeah. If you get past, now this is just a brief synopsis, we'll dive in, but if you get past the conscious incompetence, you then get to unconscious, no, I'm sorry, conscious competence. Mm-hmm. Now you're learning the ropes. That's right. You know what you know. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's not saying you know everything, but you know enough to start seeing the results you want, whether they're monetary, emotional intelligence, relational, right. whatever it is. Now you're like, okay, demonstrating. You're demonstrating your knowledge and mm-hmm. you're growing, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions, skill probably that you need, yep. knowledge. Then you get to the what most people say is the final, and that is unconscious competence, where now you're doing what you do so well, it's just like second nature. That's exactly right. You don't even have to think about it. Like tying your shoes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a, you know, it's kind of like, and, you know, maybe sometimes you actually revisit some of those. Like you when, do. when I think of, like my business in particular, but when I think of even training with you, because one of the things Coach Greg does is uh, kettlebell training with Strong First, is, you know, I was on my, my run with you the first time around, um, doing really good, uh, you know, smashing a lot of my goals, finally did a press of that 35-pound mm-hmm. bell. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I think I'd just been introduced to the 40-something for my Turkish get-ups, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Those are my favorite. And then it was kind of like I'm, I'm demonstrating what you've taught me, yet I had a hidden movement pattern. Oh, yes. 
that I was not aware of that then translated into an injury. So that was in May. Start training with you, what, in September? And we're starting to recognize how much that movement pattern, whether it's uh, triggered by stress, Mm -hmm. even deep breathing. Remember, we discovered that the last time. Mm -hmm. I'd get it all in my neck. And uh, so... Stove up. Stoved up. And those muscles and tissue, everything start. So uh, realizing how ingrained that was. Mm -hmm. So then I had to really kind of start over, but I also had some competence there that I'm able to it's almost like I was learning how to do stuff the first time now I'm pretty comfortable in things and I can really focus on the movement pattern that caused the injury to make sure I'm not doing it yeah that's exactly right so you're saying that first you learned your foundation yeah and so you were at the place where it's like you didn't know that you didn't know this yeah and because you didn't know certain things you didn't realize that you were doing things that would actually uh be counterproductive to what you wanted to achieve yeah and now you know what you've been doing so now you're learning how to work in that new knowledge so that you can continue to move forward and not revisit previous states of moving, breathing, and yes. stuff like that in the body. And it carries over to all mm-hmm. aspects of life. Yes, I mean, it's it not just training. It's when I get mad, um, when I'm literally sitting there doing something, mm-hmm. I can sometimes feel even mm-hmm. stretches. Mm-hmm. I would feel that movement. Mm-hmm. So when I say that sometimes you can revisit some Absolutely. of these areas, mm-hmm. it's very true. Absolutely. So if you consider the fact that we are always continuously learning, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> what you, you call it the four steps, four steps in mastery. I'm going to call it the four steps in learning, acquiring information. Yeah. We are always constantly cycling through that. Yes. So I could come in here as a clinician, a coach and all these things. I have a very rudimentary idea of what hunting is but the truth is i didn't know what i didn't know so i had to learn that right and when i learned it's like oh wow i didn't know this and then all of a sudden i literally went through every one of those steps that you're talking about first you don't know what you don't know that's gun cartridge what's made for you the animals you want to hunt all of that and then you move to the second step now you become consciously competent it's like guess what this is what affects your shooting. You need a cheek rest. Oh, okay, now you get a cheek rest and now all of a sudden step one and step two has produced you to the point where now you have conscious competence. How do you know you have that? You go on a hunt, you bring back meat. Yes, Right. it's a result. Exactly, Mm -hmm. so now though, you're not done. You have to continue to practice, right? So one of the things that happened for me on the <clears throat> last hunt we went on, I was walking on the side of the mountain, looking around, and oops, boom, I fell on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got up, rubbed my bum because I fell on my bum, but my rifle hit the ground. I didn't think about it. I got back here. I went to the range to practice again. I was like, boy, I'm all over the place. <gasps> I was back to square one what do i do now right well coach go out here and do x y and z (sighs) okay okay because my heart's beating right because it's like man you know i spent a lot of money on that setup okay so i go out i practice what he says and then all of a sudden i'm back to conscious competence i know what to do and now i go forward so now I can see in my mind. 
I can see the layout of the land that I'm hunting. I can see what my rifle looks like. I know what it feels like. It's like all those things that are now a part of me, I don't have to think about them. But when I do, I can see the whole scenario just like learning how to tie your shoes in the dark, right? It's just that simple for me right now. But it's always a skill. It's never done because there are some factors that are going to always require you to adjust. You're in a natural environment. It's never the same. Right. So <clears throat> if you're living life and you're learning as an adult, there's never a point in your life where you know everything. So you're always steeped in that process of learning if you allow yourself to do so. One thing that I like about your story, because you know, you've shared it, <clears throat> you might have even shared it on a podcast, I'm not sure that we've done, but you talked about, you know, you had to learn how to shoot with your left hand because yeah. uh, of an injury. Right. And what I thought was interesting is you begin to collect information. So you collected information through books, like reading the sniper book at your doctor visit, and you couldn't figure out why no one wanted to talk to you. Um, that was funny. <laughs> and then also people that you knew had expertise that they could pass on to you mm -hmm. and they would say something and then you would take it and it'd work. And apply it. That, uh, that requires humility. Yes, ma'am. Because ego will, you know, raise up its head sometimes because, you know, ego protects, you know, loss, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a protective measure. And so some people, maybe they don't like, like they would interpret not knowing something as being stupid. Right. Or oh, they'll, yeah. you know, and that's ego. Yeah. Uh, now I am not at the mind where people say, you know, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> Don't let people lie to you. There is. <laughs> but, you know, in general, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And people will see my face when yeah. they're asking a dumb question. I'll be looking. And I'm like, that was a stupid question. Yeah. But anyway, um, so the the ability to lay aside how you appear to others because yeah. that's what ego protects yeah the ability to lay that aside is very important when you're in the cycle of mastery and when you think of mastery don't think of it as like a straight line or even an up or down line it is a like a, a spiral up line right it can go in many different directions actually because it just depends on what journey you're because you might revisit Mm -hmm. certain areas so like you said you're always going to have variables that are going to be introduced that you've got to have that humility and be willing to ask questions be willing to get the knowledge you need and practice yeah so you know when you talk about ego so i just want to say this um about that when we attempt to protect ourselves because we fear somebody might think less of us Mm -hmm. that is where the biggest mistake occurs because the minute you go to protect, they already see it. Yes. So can you imagine, here I am, I'm talking to Mr. Beckner here. Yep. I don't know a damn thing about what I'm trying to do. And I just start talking about anything. Oh, yeah. And you can see him kind of like looking at me. Like, he'll, he'll cross his arms. Yeah. yeah he'll and lean back. But... When I think about it, which for me is just, it's just not a possibility, but there is a part where you fail to recognize that when your ego gets in the way, it also diminishes your ability to have a great relationship 
Great relationships are what bring to us the opportunities for mastery. You Ooh, know, that's good. You know, we can be super smart people. We know a lot of smart people, but you know what? They're by themselves. So great relationships. They bring to us opportunity. Bring to us. I'm writing this down. I like to write down his truth bombs so I can put them on Instagram. <laughs> so, I mean, when we first started off, you went, you know, you need to do something about that blue wall. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That's true. That blue wall is not working in the studio. But we didn't know at the time that our relationship would get to this point. We didn't know it when we first met. So being open, honest, humble, so I could learn from you the things that you do that's going to help me in my work, and then I get to share with you, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know what, there's something going on with this here. And then yeah. the next thing you know, we just kept popping ideas. And this thing grew just as organically as a tree growing in the forest. But it doesn't happen if we get in the way of that because we have this thing that we're trying to protect when i first started doing kettlebell training because you know we at our initial meeting was for your branding and your business mm -hmm. but when we um when i started training with you i made a decision before i stepped foot in your gym to lay aside any knowledge any previous knowledge or ways of doing things that I had as far as kettlebell swings and stuff like that. Because I had worked with kettlebells. Mm -hmm. You know, CrossFit does a lot of kettlebell mm -hmm. work, stuff like that. But one of the things that was annoying to me when I used to do personal training is people would come to personal training and be telling me personal training. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm like, well, why are you here then? You obviously don't need me. So it was, uh, you know, people that come with their set ideas, they're not teachable. You can't teach no, people. And so I had to relearn some movement patterns, but I was determined to hear what you were saying and apply those and not hold tightly to what I had learned before. And I remember when I started doing swings, she said, well, your swing's looking pretty good. I'm like, you know, now I'm all, mm-hmm, yeah. But, you know, I didn't want any perceived ideas of expertise right. to become a point of ego or pride to where I didn't get what I actually wanted. Yes, ma'am. And people do that all the time. And that's ego. Yeah, they just talk themselves right out of an opportunity. Yeah. Right? They just don't realize it. It's like the first step in mastery is controlling your tongue. Mm, mm -hmm, right? So, mm -hmm. again, I'm talking to Kyle because, you know, he helped me to get started on this journey. He and all of the, uh, the, the men and women that I work with, but he definitely was critical for me. Um, and I always thank him for that. But one of the things that was really important was whenever he spoke, it was crickets. Mm -hmm. That's how intently... I was listening to what he said. Yeah. So he had to basically kind of look at me to see if I was still with him because I was not going to speak on top of him. I was not going to interrupt the flow of his thinking because had I done that, because I think I know something, I'm going to miss what he's trying to tell me right. because I just popped it out of his head. Yeah. So I just shut the, um, I, I just sat there and shut up. <laughs> You know, that's that's uh, interesting because I've been in situations, I'm sure you have, where mm -hmm. and even people that hire you to do something and they will tell you everything they know and sometimes argue with what you're telling them and you're looking at them like, 
Okay, why did you hire me if you already know everything, but it's evident you don't because you're not getting the results you want? Yeah, I tend to give them their money back. <laughs> that, you know, I've, I've done that before. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, no, nah, you don't need me because yeah. you already know everything. So, you know, what do you want me for? So here, take your money back. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. And that's when I come back and say, hey, look, if you're going to learn from me, you're going to find out I teach differently. Yes. Yeah. You know, that relationship aspect is kind of interesting as far as mastery, because when I first started my business, uh, I met uh, a man who owns a glass company here na- uh, named Gene. And that relationship developed into other relationships that then developed into other connections. And then me and you getting together, that led to you and Kyle uh, being friends. And I mean, it just, you cannot master anything without quality relationships. You can't. It's just, I mean, because someone always has something that you need. Yes. Right? And if you want to add value to the life of another person and your own self, it starts with listening. What do I need? So when I think about what do I need, it starts first with, well, what can I give, Mm -hmm. right? Because this person has something and I don't know what that is. So let me train you at the highest level that I can. And while I'm doing it over the course of time, we're talking and all of a sudden, the thing that's in my heart comes out of his ear. Oh, well, you know, I kind of do this. What? You fish? You do this? Oh, my gosh. And then there we are. Yep. Right? And so like right now, I told him the other day, I was like, hey, man, you and I are going hunting together, right? So what am I doing? I'm going to train that guy to, yeah, well, he can tell you about all of that. Yeah. It is, you want to have great experience in your life. You want to have great opportunities to master the things that you really desire. Then it's going to come in the form of a relationship because someone else has it. What's the expression? It's not what, but who? Yeah. Well, if your mouth is going too much because your ego is trying to protect, then the who is going to escape you. Yes. Because they can't get a word in edgewise. When I started Genius Communication, I remember I got to the conscious and competent stage. And so uh, I knew I needed to learn about like Facebook ads and, you know, all that stuff. And so I do a course. Mm -hmm. I invested in a course by Amy Porterfield. It's a fabulous course. Gave me a lot of information. And the expectation that was set up is that I would launch these ads and right off the bat have results. (laughs) Well, I did my ads and there were crickets. And that was the biggest battle. And this is where ego showed itself with me mm-hmm. is that when I was in school, um, I've always been a good student. It took very little effort for me to learn anything history, science, math. Um, memorization was a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, straight A student till I got to geometry. Mm-hmm. Geometry is. To me, it was abstract. To my dad's like, well, Lulin, I mean, every angle, eventually, it'll add up to either 180 or 360. And I'm like, thanks, Dad. You could have told me that when I was 17. But anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, I expected mastery in the conscious incompetent stage. Mm. And so for five months, I wouldn't touch it. It, it didn't matter. You could have dragged me to the computer and held a gun to my head and I would have been like, pull the trigger. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. 
And I had to find out why this is not like I'm going to die if I don't do these ads. Like what is going on? That kicked off a journey as far as ego. And I realized that the fear of failure, the expectation of mastery right off the bat were two falsehoods that when that obstacle hit, I just could not make myself get past it. But once I understood what was going on, and I was like, man, I shouldn't expect mastery. Facebook ads are no joke. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what am I even thinking? So one thing that would have been helpful during that time, and I know people have to sell products, but it would have been helpful to have some of the stories that showed the journey was maybe a little bit more bumpy than other people. Right. You know? So expectations can be very important. But the point of that is be open to those times where ego rears its head. Because if you will deal with that, you'll actually Mm -hmm. come out a better person all the way around in your journey to mastery. You know, you're just speaking gold here. And one of the things that's in my mind is... You know, when it came to the the marketing part, you know, I was the uh, one-legged guy in the, you know, the butt-kicking contest. You know, I was just doing everything. And I realized how, how tired I was. And when I met you and I started listening, and I remember you famously saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm working to put myself out of a job. I was like, no, not with me. You're not. You're not going. <laughs> it's like, no, you're going to stay right here with me. I don't care what I need to do. And that is because one of the things that I recognize about myself, right, because of my primary work, Mm -hmm. when I'm training, a lot of times I need more space in my head because I'm always on, right, working this or that. And sometimes I can get really tired and was like, you know, Sherry, I'm, I'm not able to do this. So can you help me to do these things? And every now and then when I feel like I have some space in my brain, I'll show up on a page and I'll say something. But otherwise, I am not set up to continue to try to work that because I would be, I, I would be going against myself. Yeah. I'm not going to develop mastery in that because I'm not attached to it that way. That's important to know that too. You know, like for... Some people, you know, developing mastery, you may be trying to master something that you actually don't want to master, which it always goes to the question, what do you really want? That's right? right. And so it's like, if you don't want to do something, delegate it. Yeah. You know, now for me, I had to learn it. Right. At the time, I was only doing it for my online courses. Right. I didn't know that I would be doing it for other people. So by the time I started doing it for other people, which I just kind of fell into, Mm -hmm. um, I had enough uh, knowledge at that point, but I was very nervous Mm -hmm. that we'd have the same results that I did my first time. But local business marketing is way different from, you know, international online course marketing. So what happened is I began to see patterns. I'm still a student. You know, Mm -hmm. I began to learn, okay, local is different. Uh, It takes about six months. You have to be consistent. Like I started seeing Mm -hmm. patterns where my clients were getting results. And so um, some industries are easier than others, Mm -hmm. but it was still like I could begin to pick out those things, Mm -hmm. but I'm always learning. Uh, By the time I got to you, I'd already figured out specific tools that Mm -hmm. would help ease the process Mm -hmm. and make my job easier Mm -hmm. and really pull out what we needed. Right. So 
I would say, you know, really the journey of mastery has never ended. It's still going. I'm always learning and always trying to be better at what I do. So number one, do you really want to master something? If not, find a way to get someone else to do that. Or is it even necessary? And then number two, um, you know, if you have to recognize your ego is going to come up in like procrastination, Mm -hmm. fear, Mm -hmm. pride, insecurity, all of those things, deal with it as it pops up its head. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I started thinking about uh, bringing another um, service here to the community, one of the first things that came to me was, but I don't want to do that. I want to bring the service but I don't want to be the one that's delivering the service. And I had to get real clear on that because I would kind of go back and forth. And when I would feel my ego a little bit, sometimes I would be a little bit nervous. And I thought, I know what that nervousness is. That nervousness is, is because there's a part of my brain that wants to go and grab it and try to do everything else again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. And the minute I tell myself, I am not doing that, I'm hiring a director and staff and everybody to do these things. And the minute that happened, I calmed down and slept like a baby. Yep. Right? Yep. But I have to keep working that right because that's one of those hidden things that could surface. And it's like, no. Nope. And I've done it enough to the point where it's like, I can't wait to watch the team develop and just know that I'm the person that's actually in the background. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think, you know, like I don't like as far as personalities to think, well, that's just how I am because that's my personality because that's crap. You know, any area of your personality can be transformed. But one thing with D personalities is like I was never good on team projects at school because mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody would care enough to do a good job, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible, but most of them didn't. Yeah. And so I like to have the autonomy, the control right. to do something because I knew I would do a good job, right? Exactly. And uh, and so that can be something where it's like, oh, you know, handing that over and yeah. things like that. But once you get your plan, like I'm studying investing. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to invest. Mm-hmm nervous wreck right mm-hmm. you know i'm like oh man it's getting close start mm-hmm. investing what mm-hmm. well, if i lose everything it's like gambling mm-hmm. i mean i'm like freaking out <laughs> so like you know what you need education right i've been reading the fabulous book mm-hmm. and it's there's actually science to it there's yeah. numbers now yeah. see i like numbers yeah and i'm like Oh, so now I'm still incompetent. I don't know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to acquire things and I'm going to be able to practice even before I ever invest a dollar. Exactly. And so it is, it's getting your education, developing your skill, practicing your skill. And then over time, you'll start seeing this thing that began like in a seed form. All of a sudden it's producing the life you want. You know, I don't know if it could be said any better than that because mm-hmm. that's really, that's the process of it. You plant a seed in the ground, the seed turns into whatever it is that you planted and it grows and it produces some sort of fruit or result. Yeah. It's the same thing it is. when it comes to mastery. So since we're getting close, can I just yep. kind of go back on that? So the first thing is we're saying you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the steps of learning, right? So somebody is talking to you about something and you might have a little bit of knowledge, 
but you know your knowledge is not deep. Yeah. In that case, acknowledge to yourself, you don't know what you don't know. Unconscious incompetence. Yep. Keep your mouth closed. Yeah, be right? quiet. Yeah. And then the second step is you know that you don't know, which mm-hmm. means that you're still keeping your mouth closed, <laughs> yes. right? Because now it's conscious um, incompetence. It's like, yep, I know I don't know that. And then the third step is now all of a sudden you have a bit of a working knowledge about what that mm-hmm. is. We call that conscious competence. And still be quiet most of the time. Yes, you're still quiet, right? <laughs> because the minute you open your mouth, if you say the wrong thing, you're going to miss the opportunity or the pipeline of learning that produces an opportunity for you. Yep. And so then you solve the riddle of your tongue, which is mastery, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. an intangible form of mastery. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in a position that everything you do is so automatic that you no longer have to think about it. You just get up and do it. Sort of like driving to work in the morning. You remember cranking up your car, then you get in the car, and then the next thing you know, you're at work. You don't even know how you got there. Um, Conscious competence, right? Or excuse me. Unconscious competence. Unconscious competence, right? Because now it becomes such a part of you, you no longer have to think about it. But to get to those stages, it is still continuous practice well i was going to end with this coach because my 11 might be here but here's the thought that fifth stage that no one Mm. talks about the fifth stage in the journey of mastery is actually death oh yes ma'am now here's the thing in order to prevent the death of a relationship the death of a community the death of a business whatever it is you're looking at right you have to insert innovation Mm -hmm. because if you stay in unconscious competence And you never learn, like you said, you never introduce new things, you never go to the next level, then what happens is what you have once accomplished will begin to die off. Just think Blockbuster. Think Sears. They did not introduce innovation that allowed them to continue in this new world, right? right? So it's always important. You never cease the journey of mastery. You never cease learning. You have to always introduce innovation so you can keep going to the next level. Amen. I think that's a good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great place to stop there. So don't forget, leave us a review. Check the show notes. You can contact us with any topics. And we've got the Hell Yeah Life Coaching Intensive opening soon in January. We've got the Hell Yeah Life Planners, which, by the Mm -hmm. way, I have an exercise in every planner on how to know what skill they need, what knowledge they need, et cetera. And we've got some good things in the pike. Absolutely wonderful.